episode 398 of Global from Asia. Almost at 400, doing a lot of fun stuff. Talking about in Singapore about supply chain management, and I'm walking the dogs. Walking the dogs. <laughs> Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. I'm doing more of my intros on the road. I've been on the go for for like over a month, all over parts of Asia. I'm here in Shenzhen, China, back to my old stomping ground. Actually, my friend and business partner now Shenzhen, he's opened a new restaurant called Daily Dose, which is, I've been eating here a few times already. And to, I'll get you in the outro, after the interview, I will do a little bit of like informal talk about this restaurant. But for today's show, it's just me again on the interview, on the show. We have it where I was in Singapore at the Amazon offices sharing more about supply chain management. Actually, we got really good feedback. I took a lot of my paid content, my courses, and I put this again. I'm giving you guys lots of really amazing trainings for free on the podcast the last few shows, so I hope you enjoy them. I'm also getting more interviews set up. We're almost at episode 400, working on something special. But for now, let's tune into the show where I was in Singapore sharing about supply chain and logistics for your Amazon and e-commerce business. After, I will show you this Daily Dose restaurant and uh, some of our friends and business partners after the interview, after the show. Thank you. All right, we have Tommy, the sales manager at Cross Better Logistics. How are you, Tommy? Hi, how are you? We just got to meet here in Shenzhen, China. It's great. They support the show at Global From Asia and we also use them ourselves for many of our brands and e-commerce businesses. And Tommy really cares. They always are trying to help us save money. You know, not you have some products you keep for us in China. You have some products you keep for us in the US warehouse. And I really appreciate that. And you'll, you can talk to this seller, right? You can give them your advice. You work with many Chinese sellers a lot, right? And you can help help the sellers understand more. Yeah, we are very professional for the shipment to USA and Canada. Also, we have warehouse in USA and Canada. We can have our factories, suppliers, sellers for the shipment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yes. the e-commerce business. Yep, and you even keep stuff in China too. So sometimes if you have the limitations of sending too much to Amazon, you can keep it here in China with with the Cross Better, or you can send, of course, to the U.S. warehouse. They have many different options, and they're always trying their best to find uh, find out what's the best solution for you. So yeah. definitely talk to Tommy, talk to Cross Better, and thank you for your support of the community. Yes, we have good pricing and better service. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Natalie, for that introduction. How's everybody doing today? Good. You eat first, so that I'm not in the way of your food. I remember sometimes there's food after, so I'm glad you ate first, so that I'm not blocking you from your food. I know it can be dangerous getting in front of people and their food. So, or following the Amazon PowerPoint slide format. So I hope you can see this. This is the first time we're going to do this presentation. But a bit about me, Michael Michelini. Um, I started out work, actually being in Singapore has kind of been a little bit memory lane. I was here yesterday, and I worked on Wall Street for four and a half years. I quit six months before my pension, so I walked away from like $35,000. If I stayed five, six more months at Deutsche Bank. So 
I was like, six more months or start full-time sourcing from China. So I chose the, the other. But Deutsche Bank stock might be zero soon anyway, so maybe it's maybe made the right move. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah, so I, a bit about me, I, I build and sell brands. I, I mean, of course I sell on Amazon, I sold on eBay. I started on eBay in 2004. And of course Amazon is, is the major marketplace now, and we'll focus on talking about that. So we have, I signed, a, I signed off a, a waiver to be able to have my photo in this slide deck by Amazon, so that's pretty cool. But basically, if something's difficult, it means it's valuable, right? If something's easy and anybody can do it, it's not valuable, right? Whether that's, um, you know, making a product, whether that's making NFT collection or whatever, when something's difficult, it's more valuable. So we're gonna talk about some difficult stuff today and I'm gonna try my best in 30 minutes to do all of this, but realize it's not just it's difficult for you, it's difficult for major, major companies, right? Massive international companies have similar issues in logistics and supply chain that you do. So it's not just you having these problems. So a bit about, a bit about me, that's me and my partner in this brand, Excalibur Brothers Luciano. We developed this brand during coronavirus in lockdown in Shenzhen, China. <laughs> we started this brand in, I think the idea came in like September 2021, maybe, or 20, I think 2021. And it's a men's gift brand, and I brought samples with me, so. Also, I'm gonna give away some of my books as well for good questions, if I have time, or I might just give them to random people, we'll see. But these are some of my products, so it's, it's, it's very, very complicated packaging. And that's the fault of Luciano. <laughs> he does the branding, he designed this, this packaging. But I believe packaging is very important. You know, I, I think about my dad complaining about packaging and complaining about me wanting to buy the expensive product over the cheap product. He's like, you're paying for packaging. You're paying for packaging. I remember that. <clears throat> so I can open this up, I can share it around. There's gonna be time for questions as well. But we do like men's gift. So this is a flask set, shot glass set, polishing cloth, things like that. And we buy from China. This brand is all from China. And I basically break it down into two main areas. Ningbo, so I think a lot of you see FOB Ningbo, right? Or you see like FOB Guangzhou, FOB Shenzhen. I kind of mix Guangzhou and Shenzhen together as PRD, Pearl River Delta. I don't want to get political, but maybe Hong Kong and Shenzhen are the same now. <coughs> Let's say that. But basically it's South China and like kind of Eastern China, right? So there's PRD and there's Ningbo. Of course, Shanghai is very close. I know Estee's here from, she goes to Shanghai and a lot of her family's from Shanghai. Shanghai is very close to Ningbo, right? It's like a, I remember before there was a bridge, I had to drive to Hangzhou and then to Ningbo from Shanghai. But they made this humongous bridge, I think in 2009 or 2010. So it's, it's like an hour drive, hour and a half to Ningbo. But essentially it's these two different ones, right? So a lot of you get quotations on Alibaba or you get quotations from factories. Normally you'll see Ningbo, Guangzhou, Shenzhen. Those are normally the three you'll see. 
right? Are there other ones people see in their quotes or other ports? No? So, a little bit of a repeat slide, you know, these products. So, I'm gonna do some unboxing right now. But we, we designed this packaging here. Thank you. So we put lots of stuff inside. So we have like this extra polishing cloth, we have a little gift card, right? We have, this is actually two different suppliers. The leather and the, the stainless steel are two different suppliers. So you can take a look at this. Just don't, don't steal it, please. And don't copy me on Amazon, please. One of my favorite questions to ask sellers is what's your ASIN? You know, you never, I, I want to always do with people to put my, go to a presentation to Amazon to show my product on a slide, right? I hope this doesn't become the next, what was that product that everybody sold? The oven mitts, the plastic oven mitts. They, you know, so please don't copy my product. I promise. <laughs> But it's pretty hard to copy, honestly. So, we'll see. so this is this is 2021, and some samples we had. So you can see, we're getting samples, samples. I mean, that's one of the advantages of living in China is you get samples fast, right? That's one of the main reasons I I, I stayed in China so long, <laughs> is you can rapidly develop a product. Samples is like the hardest, slowest process. And that's where a lot of sellers make mistakes because you get a sample and you don't want to wait. Like Singapore is not so long. How long does it take to get a sample from China here? Hmm? Maybe five months, two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, two days? Seven days by plane. One week? Everything, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it can vary, but it slows it down, right? But when you're in China, it takes me like one day. It gets there like one or two days after. Of course, if there's a production sample, they'll take, they have to make it, but if they have it, they'll send it. So I get lots of different, this is all different types of leather. You know, I get different kinds of packaging, like that's the original Alibaba, everything on Alibaba looks like that, right? <clears throat> so you're getting lots and lots of different samples. And it's a very important stage. And it's where I made a lot of mistakes in my early days is I would not want to have another sample. Or the supplier says, it's usually like her name's Lemon or Rainbow. Yeah. I don't know how they get their names. I don't want to say more about that, but their names are like about fruits, like watermelon, strawberry, rainbow. So usually they're like a, a 25 year old business English graduate that's a sales rep of the factory that you're talking to, right? You're talking about Alibaba chat, you're talking about Sky, WeChat. They just want your order. They don't want to send samples to you over and over and over. They just want you to give them an order. Yeah, okay, I understand, yes. Okay, place the order. No, no, I want another sample. Just put 30%? No, 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 I want the sample. <laughs> so keep making sure you get that sample. But a key part is also the packaging design. So we work with one packaging supplier in China, in Iwu. Anybody know Iwu? Yeah. So we make this in Iwu. That's Luciano. I, I couldn't go to a second factory because I had only a 40-hour COVID test, not a 24-hour COVID negative test. So I couldn't go to another part of Dongguan that day. 
So I can only go to one supplier in that photo. <laughs> that was really horrible. But you basically build your product around your packaging, which sounds crazy, but if you notice this nice little design, all of them will have this theme in our brand. And, you know, this sleeve, right, and the crocodile packaging with the embossed logo. So this is a part of our spec, and it's just easier to work with one packaging supplier. And we're going to share some case studies and examples of how that can help you later. But we start with that first, and we work with a few different suppliers. And like I showed you in the map, China's a big country, and it takes time to go between all these places. Try to find your packaging near your other, your product supplier, if possible. So, I feel like I kind of covered this just now, but basically find one near your factory, you know, find maybe one master packaging, which is also going to be assembly. <laughs> and then it can be scalable. The real hack, this is actually hard brand, but some other, other brands I've done is I don't get this complicated, but you just make one sticker and you get a white box and you put that same sticker on all the boxes. So one strategy is just buy from Ewu Market or Guangzhou Market and get white box and put a sticker on it to start. Because to do stuff like this, it's like 5,000 MOQ or the factory doesn't want to do it or whatever. So if you're starting small, maybe just get white box with a sticker is a hack. So these are three big days for sellers. Chinese New Year, Prime Day, and Q4, or you know, Christmas, if that's politically correct to say anymore. But Chinese New Year is a big one. It's a really challenging one because Chinese like to take like a month off. I mean, man, I got, well, actually I had a year and a half long Chinese New Year because of coronavirus, but even without coronavirus, it's like a month long. So it's usually in the first quarter, right? It's not following, of course, the, the solar calendar. It's following the lunar calendar. So normally it's in like February, sometimes early, you know, it could be January, it could be March. I think you, in Singapore, you know the Chinese New Year holiday better than me, I think. So you gotta be really careful. And it's right after Q4, it's right after Christmas. And this year it was earlier. This year, Chinese New Year started in like, I feel like mid-January. The factories are closing, right? I'm like, yeah, I just finished Christmas and I'm free. I got a order for Chinese New Year. So we have a case study I'm gonna share. So it's always this rush to get your order out before Chinese New Year, every year. Prime Day is around July. Hopefully you get a big boost of sales, maybe work some influencers. I think last session, I watched the session here last time. Thank you for sending me. That was a really good session, the previous seller. I even learned some things about influencers from his talk last session here. And then the Q4, Q4 is really hard, right? Q4, you gotta make your best guess on how strong the consumer is. Are they gonna have a lot of money to buy your products? And are you gonna get it there in time? You're not gonna have too much stock. So we will go through this for all of these. So the this is my story about this specific product that's still being fixed to this day. So we're still dealing with post-Chinese New Year of this flask. So we had a really good Christmas for this product. It's really funny. Christmas is where you make your money as a seller. All year you're kind of building up for Christmas, at least in my opinion. 
we keep it, we're selling really well, so we keep increasing price, increasing price, increasing price, because you don't want to run out of stock. So I'm like, I drop my PPC, I increase my price. Like normally this was, we launched this pro product at like around $20, and we're selling it like crazy in Christmas for like $40 or $35. We couldn't stop selling it. So I have this problem, it's a good problem, but it's weird, it's like the opposite. You're trying to slow down sales, because you want to stay in stock. We made it through Christmas, and then we had to make another reorder, and then the factory's like, oh, we're closing January 15th. And the way we do it is we send the packaging to the factory, and the factory assembles, but we had to flip it in this, in this case. We didn't have enough time. So what we did is we sent the flask to Iwu, to the packaging supplier, because he stayed open longer in Chinese New Year. So we sent the product to the packaging as a hack, because we didn't know what else to do. We're like, you know, the product was ready, but the packaging wasn't done yet. And then another element is we didn't have all these cards. We like to put a little, like, thank you card inside our products. And we didn't have enough for all of our products. So I think we had, I think it was just a thousand pieces we were ordering, but we only had 400 cards. So we had a thousand of everything else except the carts. And then we're talking, do we not put 600 packages without the carts? And then we're like, no, we think it's important because what if somebody complains or it's inconsistent. So we sent 400 before Chinese New Year and 600 after Chinese New Year. And we used a fast boat shipment option rather than a slow ocean boat. We sent by ocean. So we used a fast ocean ship which is like two or three weeks, more like three weeks instead of like four or five weeks to the US, to LA. And that was the solution. And then we, we finished printing these cards after Chinese New Year. It's so hard after Chinese New Year, I think they had too much hot pot and too much food, too much family, too much baijiu, and they're slow to get started. You're like, can you finish the cards? Can you finish the assembly? And then, they did, finally, but we rejected the QC. Always do QC. So we had two QCs because we had to QC for 400. We had to do four, the 600-piece QC. And you know, my team's like, Mike, do we really need to do QC? They know how to do this. You know, we can save some money and save some time. No, QC. Failed. <laughs> Redo. You know, so QC every time, please. But. You know, I'm not, I'm not reading off the slide. I, I think it's in my head I covered these points. But basically, just you just got to be flexible and nimble. You got you to be, like I said, you have maybe your packaging supplier, you have your product supplier. Ours are more complex because this is very complex. We even get this from a different supplier. We add this. We actually don't put this even on the listing. This is like a little extra gift. Actually, I was the one who thought of this. I added this after on our second production. I added this just because I... You know, I want to kind of polish the metal, you know? This is kind of nice. I, it's actually, do you think it's a good idea? It costs like 20, 15 cents for this. And I think it's nice to put a little extra that's not even on the listing in the product to keep them happy. So shipping options, shipping options. I mean, UPS, I'm actually going to, I'm always learning about shipping. I mean, I've been selling online for almost 20 years. Actually, somebody said it. it's true, 2004. So, and I'm still learning about shipping. 
But these are some of the ways I, I've been, you know, it's all about trade-offs, right? Time and money. So one is keep the stuff in China or Asia, right? It's cheaper. Warehousing is cheaper, but shipping costs more. And uh, the other is, you know, send to the U.S., put it in a warehouse, an Amazon's warehouse, or put it in a third-party warehouse. A lot of us are learning to use 3PL since coronavirus because of a lot, I mean, a lot of changes in the world because of coronavirus. So now we're using 3PLs, also limitations of stock limits in Amazon. So the, before, before coronavirus, we would just send a container directly to Amazon, no problem. But now it's coronavirus, or post-coronavirus world, and we have limitations to Amazon. So we have to work with third party. I know there's Amazon Upstream. I haven't learned about this yet. Maybe we'll have a speaker session. I think Upstream is coming. But you know, you use 3PLs. But of course, that costs more. But it's faster. So you're basically trading off time and money, which is, I guess, anything in life. Am I on time? <clears throat> so that's just, you're weighing these options. But I think the best is you're just gonna have stock everywhere. You know, an Amazon seller is a, you know, we, we have to learn how to finance inventory. We have to learn how to deal with inventory. So keep some stock in China, keep some stock in America. You know, we'll go through some phases, but this is the life cycle of a product, in my opinion. So when you launch a product, you think you know it's the best one, right? You used, what, Helium 10, or you used different Amazon tools or Chrome plugins, you think this is the best product, but you never really know until you actually put it there, right? Sometimes you're wrong. And I tell you sellers, I'm wrong mostly almost all the time on my first product in a brand, right? You have a few ideas. You test, you test, and if you're wrong, just admit you're wrong and just move to the next product. Try not to invest too much on your first order, right? So your first order is your kind of you're testing your hypothesis, right? So for the flask, I was, this is a pretty competitive, a pretty competitive space. I mean, and our price is pretty high. There's some sellers, Chinese sellers, they sell like five of these for the same price we sell one. You know, so, but it still it stands out. I think it's the branding and the positioning, other things. But you know, you're doing your first order, you're testing it, you're looking at the response, right? You're seeing the traction. But then once your your first order is successful, like we were happy with Christmas, that's when you start really investing in your supply chain. That's when you start really investing in your production. Now we have like 400 pieces that we sent by fast ocean shipping. It costs a dollar 36 per product for shipping. Right? I know that this might cost one dollar 36 cents per unit, right? For fast shipment. But you're having stuff now in China in production, you have stuff on the ocean, you have stuff still on Amazon, maybe you're gonna start to have stuff in 3PL, right? So you're, you're managing this, but you're confident you can sell it, right? So you start to invest in your supply chain and, and inventory once you're confident you can sell it, not on your first order. Your first order is just send direct to Amazon, or maybe I'm gonna learn from UPS later, or others, maybe you can do some FBM, which I'm starting to study. And I think it's gonna recap what I just said. But uh, there's also other life cycles of products, right? In the beginning, you're also trying to break, you're probably not gonna make money in your first order. Your first order, usually you're breaking even. If you're lucky, <laughs> I try to break even, I don't wanna lose. But your first order, right? You're paying your most for your shipping, 
right? You're paying most on your PPC, you're giving away products to people, you're begging for reviews, whatever it takes to launch. Your launch is just try to get traction. And then, like I said earlier, don't be afraid to cut a product. Don't be afraid to cut a product. It's part of selling, you know, it's part of selling. So if it's not hitting your KPIs, you know, if it's not worth it, don't, don't, don't do it anymore. And then Prime Day specifically, it's, it's mostly similar. I feel like similar to Q4, Christmas. You're, you're, you're thinking about, you're, you're trying to be magical in your crystal ball, but you can also kind of plan, are you going to use like influencers? Are you going to do like Facebook ads, TikTok ads? Are you going to put a lot into this? Are you going to build a campaign around this? Or are you just going to like leverage Amazon's own internal campaigns? But you try to kind of forecast what you're going to do. Try to look into your crystal ball and think what you're going to sell. You can also look, maybe if your first prime day or your first year of your product, of course, the longer term you're doing a product, you'll learn better. You'll learn your market, you'll learn your trends and your own. So you can look at your historical. If you don't have historical, you can look at your competitor's data to try to see how they do in prime day for that product. And then this is where maybe if you're really confident, maybe use a 3PL in the US, you know, keep some extra stock there. I don't really do it, but some, some of my friends use 3PLs because they can be more nimble, meaning you can actually uh, change your product a little bit or add some extra bonuses inside of it. Where you want to give a little, like I said, I, I didn't do this in the US, but I added this, this polishing cloth in the second order. This is not in the first order, but I'm not changing my listing. I'm not going to say this is in my listing, but you could also see your competitors are adding like some extra accessory. You could use your 3PL and add an accessory and then send that to Amazon. So you're trying to stay maybe flexible. But there's a lot, there's you know different advantages here. So I hope I did good on time. But basically, Amazon or e-commerce or a product business is two main things. And it's a product and marketing, right? And there's these discussions a lot of us have. What do you think is more important, product or marketing? Somebody want to? Of course, both, but that's not, you have to choose one. Pro product marketing. Yeah, I think Jeff Bezos was here, you'd say product. But I think Amazon would say product. I don't think Amazon really likes marketers. Actually, it's not Amazon, but it's WeChat. The founder of WeChat hates marketers. He, he doesn't want marketers on his platform if he can stop them. They just want the best product. I think, as Jeff Bezos says, there's three things in Amazon. The best price, the best the fastest delivery, and the best service. I'm pretty sure it's those three things. So, if you have a good product, and so part of your product is just a supply chain, right? Supply chain, having the product there in good condition consistently. Because, you know, maybe your brand will be, hopefully people will search the brand in Amazon, Excalibur Brothers Flask, not just Flask, but Excalibur Brothers Flask. That's the ultimate goal of a brand, is somebody searching your brand name. And you want it to be there always. So having that, and it's difficult, like I say, for everyone. Huge sellers, like I've worked with aggregators, they all have these problems. Hopefully there's no more coronavirus ever again. 
Although SC said another variant's coming, but let's hope <laughs> no more coronavirus to make our lives more difficult. But it'll always be difficult. And choosing to be in stock or save money. I don't know if you have a preference. I guess you probably know my answer. But what do you? What you know? I think usually as a seller, you choose to be in stock, which I mean. A question from my logistics company or, or my supply chain manager is like, Mike, we're going to be out of stock. We almost have only have 150 units, but the, the stuff's still in China. Do we air freight this for $5,000 or do we ocean ship it when we'll be out of stock for three weeks? I mean, there's a math formula that you can run, but you generally try to stay in stock. Even Maybe you'll send some of it by ocean. Some of it by sea. You'll split. I, I constantly am splitting shipments, as I say. Like a strategy usually is splitting shipments. So you make some send by ocean, send by air, or send by fast ship, slow ship. But of course, you're going to spend more money and it's more paperwork. But you want to be in stock. That's that's critical. And then try to make a year plan. I'm still yet to do it, but my one day in my dreams is have a big wall calendar. I'm constantly moving, so it hasn't worked for me. But you know, you put it up on a, on a wall, right? And you put the, the, the major dates of your business and build your business around these dates, right? Again, like last month's session here, he says, you know, it takes a long time to build a marketing campaign with influencers, so you gotta, put, you gotta plan that in advance. Put that into your calendar. And then you also gotta update your supply chain for the marketing campaign. So if you're gonna do a huge KOL launch, you need to make sure you have enough stock. So supply chain and, and marketing needs to be aligned. And then KPI, like I said, have KPI. What's your, what's your KPI? And stick to it. Don't be afraid to cut a product. And I think that's basically it. But we're also working with the global selling team here to take some of you to Guangzhou, to the Canton Fair. This will be phase two, Sunday, April 23rd until Tuesday, April 25th. I'll be there, we'll have some other great sellers and, and friends there. It'll be like a full package. Just gotta get your flight there and your visa and we will take care of you. We'll have some mastermind sessions, speaking sessions. Of course, we'll see the show. Potentially, if you wanna go see a factory, we'll take you there. And we have a special discount for attendees. Got a little stand here. I think there's time at the end to talk. And I would love to see you there. This is some pictures at the Canton Fair. I haven't even been since before coronavirus, so I'm excited. I haven't been there since 2019. So it'll be great if some of you can join me and we'd love to see you there. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com online bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for US. Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalfamilia.com slash Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the Blimp people. They use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope you can check it out totally free why not see you there all right i hope you enjoyed my session podcast 398 where we were talking about supply chain management when i was in singapore we're here at daily dose it's a how old is this place david april 1st april fool's day open that was almost my birthday dude almost 
And so it's a Meituan restaurant. It's for Meituan focused. Healthy food. Healthy food. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we've been eating though. I've been here like four times already. <laughs> it's great, man. It seems like it's about healthy fast food. So I'm a. Let's look in the menu here. So it's it's a it's these wraps and sunny. Sunny oh no, Sunny is not going to be in the picture. Oh, you already are. <laughs> We're just doing some fun stuff. And then Luciano, you guys know Luciano. He's our partner at Excalibur Brothers and doing some cool stuff. And you're you're always now going between Chiang, uh, no, Bangkok and Shenzhen. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, what do you like better, Bangkok or Shenzhen? Different. Different cities, each one have its own quality. I love both yeah. mm -hmm. for different reasons. Yeah, that's true. There's, I guess everything in life, there's the good and the bad of everything. But, but yeah, man. So we'll be we'll be going to Bangkok and we're gonna do that business trip in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be great. And then let's also take a look at Jasmine. Hi, Hi. Jasmine. So she's helped us with sourcing over the years. Also, you have your yeah, you I have, have the cross-border car service and Hong Kong airport transfer. Great. We also provide the Shenzhen leader on arrival consultation for guests uh, who is coming to Shenzhen but doesn't have a Chinese visa. Nice. Good job. Yeah. It's, Thank you. We're going to do some interpretation work tomorrow. I'm going to meet a Chinese businessman and yeah. he'll help me with that. Yeah, so. I will be happy to join the meeting as a translator. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jasmine. It's, it's great. Finally, COVID is passed and we can meet in yeah, real life. Yeah, meet in person. Yeah. And it's great. So it's a good time. It's a good yeah. time. Awesome. All the best for business. Thank you. It's been great working with you yeah. too. So. Awesome. Who's getting another, another food? Oh, Meituan delivery. David, man, these guys keep coming. It's working. <laughs> it's working. Great, great. Alright, that's a wrap. Episode 398 of Global From Asia podcast. I hope you enjoyed all these one-on-one -on -one series education. Almost episode 400. Getting up there. Working on something special. There's a lot of things happening as always, so just keep on pushing. It seems like COVID is finally gone in China. I don't see many masks. Don't masks. Hello. Okay. Yeah, they don't have masks on. So, we are no mask. They don't have masks anymore. There's no scanning and checking and controls. So, you know, I think we'll be at the Canton Fair next week and working on that every every season. And also Cross Border Summit, November 16th and 17th. People are begging me to get tickets. We're gonna probably open up tickets, early bird tickets in May. So stay tuned for that at CrossBorderSummit.com. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed this little outro clip. Keeping it real, I'm on the road. Might as well do my podcast intros while I'm on the road. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, he's not saying hi. It's all good. See you later. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.